Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, and welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. Aloha. Oh, I'm Steven. How's it going, Steven? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, for those of you who have really keen ears, I don't know if you can tell because Brad is kind of a mastermind of audio. Brad is off working right now, but uh, I am now doing a lot of these via Skype and or FaceTime and or iChat and or anyone else who wants to sponsor us. So I'm currently in my basement uh, surrounded by toys and sitting in front of a poster of the Walt Disney Pixar film Frozen. No, not Pixar, just Walt Disney. Yeah, and you have some really nice, what are those, butterflies on the wall? There's a lot of butterflies on the wall, you know. They're, they're, I have twin girls. We, we go for the girly, but they do have tools. And there is a little kid drum set behind me, so that's pretty rad. Um, speaking of drum sets, I guess the drummer was someone who didn't show up today. Who are our guests? No, they were in the lobby. We can only fit so many people in this, this little room. Uh, okay, well, you so, were stoked for this interview today. Yeah, yeah. So today on the podcast, uh, we have Chris Simpson... And Jeremy Gomez from Mineral. And we have a guest host, Benny Horowitz from the Gaslight Anthem. Dude, Benny just makes everything better because he's just awesome. Sadly, I could not be there for these guys from Mineral. But I do have a fun story about Mineral. Do you remember Maggie, um, our old intern from Fuse? Yes. I had a really cool... uh, split seven inch of Jimmy World and Mineral that I got Jimmy World to autograph and I had sitting at my desk and Maggie was such a great intern when she was leaving. I was like, you should have this. (laughs) And uh, she did. It's one of those things that I like to toot my own horn for doing, but at the end of the day, you're like, wow, I can't believe I was that generous and cool. Good for me. Yeah, you were very generous and cool. I have a Derek Hess print from the old old set that... Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. We all made way with those. Well, right on. Let's talk to these dudes from Mineral. Yes. Uh, Chris and Jeremy from Mineral. Take it away. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah, joined by my guest host, Benny. Hi. Benny from Gaslight Anthem. And we are here with Jeremy and Chris from Mineral. Hello. 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 How you guys doing? Good. Tired, but good. So you guys came from Nashville? We came from Nashville last, yesterday. Austin the day before that. Gotcha. And you were playing St. Vitus tonight and Bowery tomorrow? Bowery tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Looking forward to it. I was at yoga this morning, and I found out one of the yoga teachers in my studio was a huge Mineral fan. And he was like, you're going to the show? I was like, yeah. And he was like so excited. And he's like, what's the set going to be like, man? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, it's like, are they going to have new stuff? Is it going to be all the hits? Um, I won't tell him, but I was just kind of like, <laughs> I mean, how did you guys kind of like put this together? I know it's been kind of a while. It has been a while. Um, <laughs> how do we put it together? How did, yeah. Um, well, we got to... Uh, we got approached by a friend of ours, Jim Adkins from Jimmy Eat World, who inquired about doing a show uh, in L.A. Initially, it was supposed to be in the summer. He, ta- he talked to us, talked to Chris about it, actually, uh, a while ago. Um, and that was the impetus for the four of us getting together and talking again, which had been a long time. Chris and I have seen each other. We remain in contact in a long time, but Gabe and Scott, we haven't seen for a long time. Uh, so we all got together and just discussed the possibility of doing this thing again for one show. Um, 
and then it kind of spiraled out of control. <laughs> next thing you know, we've got uh, the next few months booked for for stuff, you know. But it all came together just, you know, because we started talking about the possibility of doing it again. And and then we all just decided, well, if we're going to put in this work to do the show, which ended up not happening at, you know, May in the future, who knows. Uh, if we're going to put in all the work, we might as well just, let's just go out and, and play to the people that have been wanting to see Mineral for a long time. So Yeah, that's really smart. I feel like yeah. that's like a common thing, too. Like, whenever a band's like, we're going to do one show, I'm like, you guys are going to put all this work into right. it and play one show? Yeah. Like, you should just do it. And we tour. were. I mean, we yeah, were happy yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with the possibility of doing that, because to be honest with you, I mean, I think that there's been a, you know, a, a current, an undercurrent of Mineral support and fans for years, but sure. none of us even really entertain the idea of getting back together and playing. And somebody asked us, Jim asked us to, if we'd be interested in doing it, and then we just decided to talk about it. So. Do you find, like, once that idea, like, once Jim brought up that idea and, like, the whole thing started brewing again, that, like, like, um, did you guys come out and say you were thinking about doing something? And is no. that kind of brought people out? No, it was all, it was all, like, on the side, you guys just talking, like, trying to figure out if you're going to do it or not. Yeah, you mean after Jim asked us about yeah, this thing? Yeah, yeah, it was really just, you know... Chris, Chris talked to Jim about it, and I think it was just, well, we're not going to commit to anything. Let's, we'll pull all four guys together, and we'll talk and let you know if, if it's even a remote possibility. And you must have known Jim from, like, a million well, years yeah, ago, we've right? Known him, we've known those guys for... So you guys for, had that 7-inch, right? Yeah, that 3-way 7-inch? Yeah, we talked about field so much it's today. A, yeah, a lot of sense field <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder what those guys podcast. are up to these days. I don't, Our, uh, I don't know. Wasn't at, John Bunch was in... He joined Further Seams Forever for a while, okay. I remember hearing. But I don't... He, like, replaced Chris Caraba right. in Further Seams Forever, okay. I believe. But huh. then I... That was a long time ago, and the I guy, haven't gotten any wins since. The guy who's guitar teching on our tour just went out with Jonathan Bunch's new band. Oh, really? Yeah, so apparently he's got something current. Interesting. It's like Jonathan Bunch and the something or another's. With something or another's. That's <laughs> yeah. a catchy name. That's good. It's, it's funny. good, right? You know, I think about that 7-inch, though, and... You know, that seven inch like totally still holds up. I think you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Split seven inch. Yeah, like all the bands, all the songs you guys included, mm -hmm. like that music still sounds important today. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, like, did you guys ever imagine like when you do something like that? That like, what is it? Tw not twenty years, fifteen years later. That's damn near. 20 something years like, ago. That, yeah. like that. Like that. No, no, like that not this at all. Would still even be around, um, and just no. like, you know, I, I know Chris has been asked that question in various other interviews, and at the time we were just a band, and we were just young kids doing this thing, and we didn't, we were surprised that anybody cared, and barely anybody cared, you know. Then <laughs> uh, we certainly didn't think that we'd be talking about this thing or doing this again, you know, almost yeah. twenty years later. It's pretty insane. I would Super say that even like a year ago or something like. I wouldn't have been able to foresee it, you know. Right. <laughs> if someone had said a year ago, like, you know, yeah. a year from now, you're going to be in New York, like, playing That's awesome. a tour with Mineral. I'd be like, I doubt it. I mean, you know, like I, like I said earlier, I, I've, I've, you know, I've known that there's been a, a steady stream over the years of, of people that have been, you know, discovering, for lack of a better word, Mineral and, you know, just online stuff, just conversations going. And so I know that that, that there are fans out there the whole time, but I didn't really think that it was a big deal. Do you think there's a, there's a perception maybe of people who are younger or people who weren't around that like Mineral was a much bigger band when you guys existed? Because I feel like it's like the legend gets built up. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I get that feeling for sure. Um, I mean, Mineral, we were, we were stoked if we were playing to 40 people, you know, like yeah. when we were around, which is was a lot of fun playing to 40 people. Yeah. But in those days, playing to 40 people was enough to get to the next city and enough yeah. to sell yeah, 10 shirts and get through. Yeah. And something happened, didn't it? Like where the scene you guys, it's not that you guys got bigger, it's that the scene you guys were a part of got bigger, right? Yeah. Got sort of subsumed into the actual kind of industry, I guess, of music, you know? Yeah. Um, commercialized, as it were. I guess so. I yeah. think I think that. Um, oh, I would do that. <laughs> That's me. Musical interlude. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say. Oh, I, I think that yes. You know, obviously, um, <clears throat> that scene grew into something bigger uh, in terms of of you know major label acts. You know, worldwide, but there seems to have been this um, 
reverence for this band, this group of bands that were doing it mm-hmm. in the mid nineties. You know, yeah. and people have talked about bands like you know Mineral and and Braid and you know Get Up Kids and all these bands that were doing that thing together back then, um, and have maintained this respect. And then it kind of the like you said, the legend kind of grew, and more and more people heard about it because these people were talking about it, and which is great. You know, it's kind of just been a sustaining thing for for years which is yeah i don't think it's random though like i think bands like you guys and the bands you're talking about should give themselves credit for that because Mm -hmm. good songs last you know what i mean and if like there was nothing to listen to nobody would still have this reverence you know what i mean maybe you guys just happened to put out really good records i suppose it's possible that were (laughs) i mean you know i think so at least like that, you know, just because something is small and there's not a scene for it doesn't mean the things that are coming out aren't special. Mm-hmm, and, and you know, the idea that someone who's 15 or 16 now can pick up a mineral record and still feel something from it and still get something from it, like Absolutely. that's, a, you know, credit to you guys. The fact that it ever connected on a personal level with anybody and continues to connect with people on a personal level is that's great. I mean, it's fantastic. Would you say that that's like the the biggest motivation in even getting us together is having that connection again? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but, you know, it's been fun to be with these three other guys. Um, You know, I'm not going to lie, when we were first in the rehearsal space again after 17 years, it was crazy weird. But playing these songs again and looking around the room and, you know, seeing all these faces again. But just the energy amongst the four of us being, you know, together again, playing these songs, uh, and then just the notion of going out and doing this for the people that have wanted to see Mineral play live, whether they weren't around to see a Mineral back then or obviously just haven't seen us for many, many years, was quite a motivator, you know, right. just being able to go out and say, you know, let's let's just do this. Let's have fun with everybody and connect with the fans and right. give them something that they weren't able to see. Sure. What was it like, like from a technical standpoint, kind of read? Did you have to like relearn these songs again? Like, did you did it come back fast, or was it like, what the fuck was I doing there? Like, <laughs> Man, I, uh, I struggled real hard and yeah. real long with this stuff. Uh, I I just play guitar completely differently now. Like, I don't. Uh, I had actually, you know, and I used some di- some random tunings back then that I never like wrote in a notebook or anything, you know. So mm-hmm. I've been like rediscovering kind of like how I tuned my guitars, how I played my guitars, and. Uh, to be honest, I've I've had to take to YouTube a few times and <laughs> like look at some video and then like some kid gets in the way right before the part I'm looking for of my hand and I'm like ah. <laughs> and then I see like a glimpse of it and I'm like ah oh, all right well at least freeze <laughs> maybe I'll make that general shape and put it about on that fret and see what happens you know like it's been really really challenging but also exciting in that way like for me it's been really fun to reconnect with the the sort of technical aspects of, I mean, the way I played in Mineral, and I think, you know, Gomez and as well, like, was, you know, it's more complex than what I do now. Um, <laughs> we were young and excited sure. back then. <laughs> young and ambitious, and, ambitious. you know, our fingers stretched a little further. <laughs> That's why young people lead revolutions. That's exactly. right, yeah. Guy, old <laughs> guys old tell them just, what to do, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was tough. Uh, I, I thought when we started talking about this, I thought we'd, or my, I thought I would get back in here and start playing these songs again and immediately be back in that mindset mm-hmm. and remember playing these songs, which was not the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it took a lot of listening, sitting down. It's not and, like and riding and, a bike. It's not. I no. mean, I've been, you know, I've been steadily playing ever since. I never sure. stopped playing music, so at least I had that going for me. Um, but in terms of just how I felt playing these songs and just the natural muscle memory and stuff. I just didn't have it anymore. So it took a while, but you know, it was, it was, again, it was part of the experience. Yeah. But no, you're right. They are pretty complex songs too. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not just like a couple power chords and throw it together. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, especially the second record, we didn't, uh, play, we didn't tour that stuff for like three years. Mm. We didn't play it a thousand times. So there's definitely more of a muscle memory factor on the first record material. Because we played that so much over the years we are together. Um, I mean, are you okay with, like, you know, you guys relearning songs and maybe through the course of practicing that they just start to take a little bit of a different shape than the record? Like, are you trying to go, like, verbatim to the albums? That's a good question. We're trying to keep it, 
Yeah, we're trying to use the album certainly as a starting point because we know that's what people have been sure listening to and uh, holding on to. Um, But uh, inevitably, you know, the the general vibe of them kind of shifts a little bit as we get to know them and get a feel for them uh, in a good way, I think, you know. Sure. A way that is us like being able to invest in it now, you know. Right, right, right. I mean, were you guys kind of overwhelmed by the reaction? Because obviously I'm sure people contact you to say, like, they're fans of the band, but I feel like until you put the tickets on sale, you don't mm-hmm. know. Like, And I felt like you guys just kept adding shows and they kept selling out. I mean, mm-hmm. was that kind of unexpected in a way? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> None of us knew what to expect, you know. Um, the, the the people that, that helped us put this whole thing together, you know, from a logistical standpoint, were pretty confident, Yeah, you know, and... Uh, we were just kind of like, okay, you know, again, I don't, you know, I don't know how many mineral fans are out there, but if you say that we should add another Bowery show, then cool. Or if you say, we say we should, you know, go to Europe and do this thing, then okay. You know, I'm not going to turn it down. You know, so, uh, but yes, we were absolutely surprised by the, um, by the support and the excitement of people when we announced this thing. And I think that's what's, cool about it too is like i feel like it's so many different kinds of people like i said this guy this morning like i never would have thought would even know who mineral was and was like <laughs> yeah. overjoyed yeah. <laughs> like do you feel like the fan base is just kind of like I, like not all the same kind of per- i mean i'm sure it's maybe older people but i'm sure there's a lot of younger people as well yeah, yeah i feel like it's a good sort of uh i agree kind of a mix of people you know um the warm-up show we did in austin I was thinking, you know, a lot of that is like our friends and right. family, but uh, a lot of the people I saw that I hadn't seen in a long time and just sort of realizing like how different all these people are. And in our case, being from Austin, like, you know, Mineral was kind of a time in all these people's lives mm. when they were younger and in Austin and we were playing a lot. But uh, yeah, it's a, I think it's a, it's a strangely, maybe surprisingly diverse <laughs> yeah, especially people at the show. It'll be interesting to see, you know, because like you said, there's there's the there's the group of fans that were around when we were doing this thing that are now all our age, you right? Know? Uh, and they've Those all splintered off into different, uh, you know, different <laughs> aspects of society and stuff. Uh, we were my wife and I were looking for a preschool for our young youngest, our son, and the head of this preschool turned out to be a gigantic mineral fan, uh, you know, and it's just like, you just run into weird random things like, you know, people sure. in your yoga class or preschool directors right, right. Or, or whatever. And then there's the people over the years that have gotten into mineral, including like people that are, you know, 18, 17, 18 years old now. And so it's going to be crazy to see. And that could even that. be like, you know, that, that's what's interesting about how long you guys have been away is like somebody who even got into mineral 10 years ago, mm-hmm. still never got a chance to see yeah, you guys. Right. And that's so what's, like, what's going to be awesome about this whole thing. There's the nostalgic aspect of it for the people that did see us back then, right. can reconnect with that time in their life. Yeah. And then there's the people that just never got a chance and you know really connected with, with this music, but just couldn't make that visual connection yeah. that is so important when you really like a band. For sure. Uh, so that's going to be great, I think, to get out there and do this for this people. And then there's us. You never got to play on nice sound systems there's that right too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> empty Different. vfw halls back then yeah yeah, yeah exactly rented, decent venues a couple rented pa speakers <laughs> yeah. and we showed up to see monitors and we we're like oh this place is fancy <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a vocal monitor on the floor <laughs> yeah i don't know if it works but it's there <laughs> but it sounds great too the sound there's really That's good yeah, yeah that is really everybody cool. raves about about it cool yeah. place to play yeah I just played there with my hardcore band. Jonah was there. Weren't you? Bottom Feeder? You went to the Bottom Feeder show, right? Uh, Same place? You guys played Avitus? Yeah. With Versus Narrow? No. Never so, yes, mind. Yes, he was there. Poor, yes, poor, I was there. I was there. You guys poor were question awesome. for the interview. You guys were awesome. Yeah. You guys were so good. <laughs> you I've been meaning to tell you. You saw the fire show. Yeah, the you sound saw this impeccable. Pit, like the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brought out all the stops. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was really wild. Do you guys, do you guys both live in Austin? Yeah. 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 We all do. How do you how do you feel about us? Because I have a friend who's there, and I know, like he's like very like hot and like he loves it, but he's like obviously he hates whenever a festival's there, which yeah. I'm sure everyone lives there hates. But like, yeah, he was like, he just said there's a lot of like he's like I hate there's like too, too many bars, there's so many drunk drivers. I have kids now, and yeah. he's like they there aren't enough taxis. Like, I mean, how do you feel about living there? Sort of. I mean, is there anything that bugs you, or what do you love about it, or? 
Well, me and my uh, family live on like the east side, like East Central, which is just start, uh, you know probably the last ten years or so, like just blown up with bars. And as the population has blown up, it's like it's really very. Uh, I hate the word hipster, but you know, there's a lot of young kids like mm-hmm. working at bars, and uh, it's completely different than when Mineral was playing. But sure. Uh, it's cool that there's that many people there. There's always people out anyways. That's what's fun about Austin. So, And there's always places to play music. How much more like native was the population of Austin like 20 years ago than it is now? I mean, is, is it that drastic of a transformation? I don't, or? I don't think so, no. honestly. I mean, I didn't grow up in Austin. None, yeah. You know, none of us grew up in Austin. So you guys... We just ended up there right. because... Uh, it's it is really a little tiny oasis in the middle of a big vast sure <laughs> desert of uh, conservatives. But uh, it I you know even back then I was surprised to meet people that were actually from Austin. You know, yeah. right, right, um, right. It was always just a place. You'd be in University of Texas, it, it, just a big college town when mm-hmm. I moved there, and when we moved there in ninety three, um, and then the tech boom and all this stuff, and people just flooded in, uh, and now it's just completely overcrowded and because it wasn't you know built for massive influx of people Mm -hmm. sure Uh, there is a fantastic art community you know i mean that's yeah it's it's still at its core a really great town definitely the weather is miserable from (laughs) you know about may until october yeah yeah yeah. which gets harder to deal with every year but uh supposed to easier yeah but you know it's 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 a cool town at its core you know it's funny with the weather you know because everyone says that here, like you, you grew up in New York area. Jonah's from Cleveland, mm-hmm. like, and the older people get, usually the more and more they whine about the winter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, it takes on a different face when you get out of high school anyway, because mm-hmm. before high school, it's like school might be out. Mm-hmm. The second you're out of school, snow is just a pain in the ass right. from then on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, is it the same you know, I've I've been to Austin in the summer. I've been to places like that in the summer. I find it fucking it's, taxing, it's stifling. Even yeah. just to get like walking a block, it is very I'm difficult. like, what the? Fuck? And I feel like I'm always <laughs> wearing like black jeans and a black yeah. t-shirt, oh, and I'm yeah. like, why am I wearing this? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and sweating and thinking yeah. everybody's looking at you, saying, yeah, why the totally. Fuck are you wearing black? So yeah. that's not something that like gets better no, with age. No, just not at all. Sucks more it gets and more. Harder. It really. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I can uproot my family, but I can't imagine spending too many more summers there. It's just miserable. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's getting hotter or if I'm just getting less tolerant. Yeah. yeah. But, well, apparently, according to climatologists, according to right, that, it is I heard definitely it's getting, getting hotter. hotter. I heard it's getting hotter. It may, in fact, be fluctuating. Have you ever seen the film The Day After Tomorrow? Yeah. You know how, like, know everybody, like, it gets so cold, they start going to South Texas and trying... To actually immigrate to Mexico. Is that what yeah. happens? In the- it's my favorite part of it. that movie, just to, to put out. You've seen it, Chris? Yeah. yeah. You've never seen it? <laughs> I, know, I know of it. I've but never, never seen, seen it. To me, it's like the perfect, big budget, cheesy, end of the world movie. It's got yeah. the great characters, like, you know, it's got um, climate scientists with the bad relationship with his son they're separated (laughs) you got nurse wife who's taking care of cancer kid you got that you got cool best friend guy who of course dies then you know and then not to mention well of course he has to die jeremy (laughs) he has no choice and you know and then there is scenes where literally people are chased by forming ice which I mean, if you can just, <laughs> and they're just you know imagine that running, really fast. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal running from forming ice. I mean, if yeah. that's you know just a highlight of this film for you, and then there's the boat and the yeah. wolves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's really actually good. Yeah, it's I agree. really I agree. good it's... for me. It's it's like the best of its genre. But all that being said, <laughs> the irony of the movie is they cast the guy who's the vice president to look just like Dick Cheney, <laughs> and then. Everyone from America, because we're dealing with our new, uh, you know, winter holocaust Situation. or whatever the fuck's happening, they all start trying to get into Mexico. Okay. And Mexico, of course, in the film, opens its borders <laughs> to everybody yeah. to come down. Because yeah. so, that's what they would do, given the opportunity. Of yeah, course. Sure. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I know, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know how often you guys get political around here. 
Is it okay <laughs> to? Yeah, man. Dude. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Let it All right. fly, man. Because I'm new to this. I'm usually on that side. <laughs> and I'm like new to this side. I don't know what's like appropriate or not. Anything but goes, bro. I have a feeling like, you know, everything going on with like the immigration debate and stuff must be super hotbed issue down there i mean are is it well, something I mean, people talk about or feels like or do you it. see the yeah, effects it of it and or? we've just got a, a complete nimrod for a governor you know repair like it's yeah it's hard it's hard to to really even think about that stuff and i hate to be lazy about it but yes you're right the immigration thing is big down there yeah um but you know and we live in a place we live in a little blue spot right. in texas which is is great and everybody i know is like-minded but when you look out into the bigger picture of Texas, you know, right? It's it's pretty depressing. You yeah, know, but but so is the rest of America. So is the rest of America. sure. Yeah. Everything, no, really. I mean, I, I think you know that's probably a problem. I mean, I have a douchebag governor too. I'm from New Jersey. I have Chris Christie. <laughs> you know, so I definitely know about. I mean, he might not be a Rick Perry level. Yeah, he's not. I'm not sure. That guy is. <laughs> Rick Perry's I mean, also got a way better chance of being president. I think he's more handsome. I don't know. Yes. You know, I think you have to be. I, he is wearing glasses now, so oh, that is makes he? Look smart. I think we. I wonder what PR guy yeah, exactly. came in with. Like, like they probably have like black fifteen sets. <laughs> They're like Rick. We <laughs> think any of these would be great for you. Here's the here's the Put linen look on. or <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Buddy Holly look. <laughs> I think like culture is like so superficial now. I think like all of our presidents are going to have to be like relatively young and cool looking. You're Absolutely. never going to get someone like Ronald Reagan or George Bush elected no, president I don't think again. It's There's happen no anyway. way. Yeah. Or who was um who was it that that ran in a wheelchair? Um, oh, uh, yeah, um, not well, Roosevelt. Uh, well, Roosevelt, Roosevelt was in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. Um, maybe maybe it was him that ran on that for years. I can't remember, but but I always hear that saying that there's no chance they'd be elected now. There is, yeah. and it's uh, like, there isn't. Yeah. Yeah. it's the same with music. I mean, like I feel like once in a while, there's someone like Suzanne Boyle. But I wrote this article about like Phil Collins. It's like, dude, can you imagine that guy like blowing up now? Like some no. like, middle aged yeah. regular Huey Lewis? guy. Yeah, no. it's like it just it's like <laughs> things have like totally. Sure. It's like things have changed so much. Like it's so based on aesthetics now. It's so, yeah. and I feel like it's carried over into everything. Yeah. Like huh. actors, actresses. Yeah, huh. yeah. Like, yeah, there aren't. There for sure aren't as many like good character actors. I feel like. Right. I mean, maybe there's still some good ones, but like, they're all going to network series, aren't they? Yeah, they, sure. they're they're ditching movies and going yeah. to TV where they where they have some some freedom and and maybe mm-hmm. I I think because they're not as constricted. I mean, what is it like? Why? Why in entertainment, music, politics is everything turned into like vanity culture? Like, I, I think it's, I think it's what probably sells, probably, short, yeah. short attention span too with internet culture. You, know, mm. you can hop around and look at so many different things, and if something doesn't catch your eye, you're just going to keep moving. Right. And well, you know, it's like bands, musicians, like you were saying, somebody like you know, just a normal looking dude like Phil Collins or Huey Lewis, or you know, like back when those guys were making music, nobody knew what they looked like unless there was a picture on the record. You now, now you you know, a kid would listen to a song and hear it. A kid that was concerned with aesthetics, overly concerned, perhaps, right. you know, might hear a Huey Lewis song and think that's cool, and then go online and look at a picture of Huey Lewis and say, "Oh, that guy's a dork." Mm. Right? <laughs> you know, I'm not. Never mind. It's yeah, just, but we, you still got to fall in love with the song on the radio yeah, for a month yeah. first before you even it knew what the matter. guy looked like. Yeah, yeah even like true. when I was like, like listening to like whoever, like Braid or whatever Mineral, like I, I didn't think or care like i didn't care what anyone looked like yeah, yeah. no it, it was a, yeah it was a complete yeah. and i just want to clarify too that i don't think that huey lewis looks like a dork <laughs> a oh, somebody an overly concerned yes young person might yes. think that right. yeah i don't look at basic man those cars videos back yeah. in the day that would never fly now oh dude you Look can't put awesome. a weird looking dude on tv like that. <laughs> it's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just freak people out. Huey Lewis kind of looks like the dirty jobs guy. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Rowe. They may be the him? same person. In fact, yeah, I should look into that. They got the same vibe. Yeah, I, think. I feel like you could give Rick Ocasek like like a reality show where you're you like should. this eccentric guy was in the cars, but mm. but yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I wonder I what Rick Ocasek is like. I, that guy completely disappeared from. I have some friends who recorded with him. Does, oh really? Yeah, he does some production. He right? does some production. Cool. Um, and I don't think it was, a, he wasn't, from what I heard, he wasn't super hands-on, like, yeah. maybe. I mean, I feel like you produce a Blue album, like, I, 
like Rivers did all the guitar takes in one take. Like it's like I feel like you re- probably there wasn't a lot of like legwork to do from production standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> right? Not. Like yeah. you get Weezer in there with these songs and they're like the, throw up a few mics and let yeah, them play them and totally. Yeah. Start yeah. cashing checks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys um thought of I'm sure you've gotten this before, but have you guys thought about writing at all or like trying to do any kind of newer stuff as a mineral? I know you've all obviously done other musical projects. I think that's something that would it's it's not something that's on our radar yet. We've really had our plates full. Yeah. Just preparing for these shows I'm and sure. this tour. But uh if that were to happen it seems like something that would certainly take more time to develop you know like mm-hmm. uh obviously i keep talking about this in interviews but braid it's a perfect example you know someone who's done something similar to us like gone away for a bulk of time and started coming back and doing shows but you know they've been doing shows here and there for yeah two or three four years like and now they have a new record out and it's it's cool i mean it can be done clearly like yeah. you can make something that there's something inherently weird about like just dropping another record 17 years later and like saying like yeah that goes in this catalog that we started right here you know <laughs> sure uh, but it can definitely be done I mean the Braid record is seems like it sort of seamlessly fits in with their catalog and yet you can still hear the years in it you know it sounds still sounds current and, I agree uh, and that band I feel like was sort of like the band from maybe that didn't start all like the reunions and stuff but i feel like with the first time braid got back together they were kind of the first band i felt like from that era we were like oh braid's playing again yeah mm-hmm. and it's crazy to that. think like that was like 10 years ago that was a while ago now. it was yeah, yeah it was probably like eight or like it was a while ago but yeah and i feel like they did it and then it was like whoa people still care about this and then like it mm-hmm. kind of was, was like a i think it was a cool yeah i think it you know yeah yeah it would definitely just be something that would take time you know, to develop, and it, which is not to say that we're necessarily going to do it, you know, but if it were to happen, I think it would. And you guys still all live in Austin, so, like, yeah. there's mm-hmm. the potential, like, everyone's around. Everyone's and, around. And I mean, how, everybody's get, super busy with, you know, yeah, how are the guys, families. And, does everyone have families? Or? Not everybody, but three of us do, Chris and Gabe and I all have kids, and, you know, that's a full-time job in and of itself, and sure. we're all doing stuff, and um, and like Chris said, we've been preparing for this run of shows and haven't even thought about the possibility sure. really of like sitting down in a room together and writing something that would just be have you guys like fucked around with any like different kinds of careers or things you've been doing like in this time or gabe uh yeah. the drummer was has been a paramedic at emt for oh, wow. the last five years and now he's he's taking a little break from that to go back to school uh for emergency Going to be a physician's assistant. Physician's, physician's assistant school. Is nice. Goal. Uh, Scott works on motorcycles. Cool. Uh, yeah, fixes them up. Hands on. Gomez is I've a, been doing the software development thing for quite a few years now. Okay. Which I just started back, you know, back then. Yeah, you started reading books about the web back in the mineral. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Well, so you taught, you taught uh, yourself how to yeah, do yeah. that stuff? It was always, uh, uh, you know... Doing the first mineral website in '96 ish, huh. I guess, uh, and then figuring out that that's something that could be done on the road. You know, back then it was sure. more difficult, but um, ultimately I just worked my way into a career. You know, even touring like after Mineral and the Glory record and the various other projects after that, and it just kind of snowballed into an actual career. So I was just doing that stuff for years. That's cool. Yeah. I have a friend who I worked with, Alternative Press, who works at Dell now. I think he's in oh, Austin too. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's a lot of there's a lot of people that work at Dell. I like yeah. hearing that. Like I think it's cool. You know, a lot of times, you know, people wonder like, oh, what does it take to be in a band? What does it take like? And and a lot of times, I just want to tell kids, I'm like, yo, just be in a band, do mm-hmm. your thing, be active, mm-hmm. create your own stuff. You know what I mean? through the process of like booking your tours and creating merch and creating websites like it can just open up like all these avenues not just even for music just Mm -hmm. like totally just the basic function of like being serious about something and like keeping your eyes on something and then you know it even like turns into something like that for you yeah you probably just at first what learned like how to update your site html code and shit designing t-shirts and all that stuff and it just you know turned into a career which is cool but like you said yeah just part it's all part of the process it's all sure. part of the process of life you exactly know, finding things you like to do applying it and to one area of your life 
and then it may very well open up into other areas of your life. Yeah. Know, so. I have a lot of friends, though, you probably do too, who are in the opposite situation. Like, they're in their 30s, they, like, dropped out of school to do a band, and now, like, <laughs> their band's kind of winding down, or, yeah. like, and they're like, I don't, this is all I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times those are, those are guys in the band who were so impressed with being in a band that they weren't thinking about much else. Right. You know, and, yeah. and people who, you know, even people who lacked like some some kind of scope and sometimes i even think that's what keeps bands local and stuff like that is when you are so impressed with yourself and what you're doing that that you don't feel this need to like grow and push and and you know even the fact you know i think it was a testament to mineral and even the stuff you guys did later you know that um you could tell that like you weren't just like resting on your laurels Mm -hmm. and you weren't just like doing something that 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 was just spinning its wheels or something Mm -hmm. was that important to you guys then is it still now like to to do something you find like i think it's uh, top for me anyways why mineral ended when it did you know just Mm -hmm. like wanting to do something different uh wanting to keep growing and creatively or just uh you know like following whatever my passion was musically but uh i've never really stumbled into any career of any sort uh thankfully i'm a family man now so i can i can uh earn my keep in other ways but uh (laughs) i've never uh demanded a whole lot of money at market uh (laughs) but i uh have always you know i feel like i've been doing the same thing ever since mineral ended you know just like writing music and playing music and trying to stay connected to that uh that sort of idea you know sure. um but also just like everything opens up as you get older like you start to actually kind of move into your life you know mm-hmm. out of out of the van and into your life out yeah. of the van and into your life yeah. what was Is it? that the biography <laughs> the <laughs> subtitle of the, the bio yeah I don't know. <laughs> what was the transition like into the glory record i mean was that pretty like was it a different dynamic or did it kind of feel similar uh i mean i think that it you know chris alluded to mineral ending and and it was um i guess it was kind of a decision that we both came to individually Uh, and to be honest with you putting myself back in those shoes you know 17 18 years ago i don't know if i would have made the the same choice or Mm. or seen it through a little longer at the time it seemed very cut and dry to me you know i wasn't feeling it anymore so I'm going to end it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, maybe there was some room for negotiation there, some wiggle room, so to speak. Uh, but, but you know, transitioning into the Gloria record, I think the intention was to make it a completely different thing, mm-hmm. which was difficult coming out of um, the momentum that Mineral had built up over the years. Sure. Uh, and in our minds, we were switching gears into something different. But in the fans' minds, we were just two dudes from Mineral continuing to play music that if they really tried, could make it sound like mineral. Of course. Um, and we were like, no, 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 no. This is completely different. You know, so <laughs> we spent so many years uh, distancing ourselves, yeah. you know, speaking for both of us here, but, you know, like trying to distance ourselves from the legacy, for lack of a better term, of mineral um, and trying to make the Gloria record a completely different entity, which ultimately, it, you know, we found, a, we found a spot, you know, and, and I go back and listen to that stuff, and I guess I can see how people, the early Glory Record EP, I could see how people see that as a natural progression from Mineral stuff, especially because he's the singer. Right. Um, but uh, I don't remember what the initial question was, but we were <laughs> we were trying to jump over into something different when we did the Glory Record. Is, it, is there a difference, like, say, you know, take yourself back to, like, two years after Mineral and you guys mm-hmm. are doing Glory Record. Do you look at Mineral now? in a different way than you did then because it seems like when you came out of it you're really trying to get away from it and and now all these years later like is there something more welcoming about mineral to you guys yeah i think i mean for me personally there is because because then and for many years after that i wouldn't have even entertained the thought of playing (laughs) mineral songs again ever you know and it was because i worked so hard to pull in a different direction and kept getting pulled back towards mineral and and you know having to deal with that and pull harder the opposite direction and so it became a negative thing sure yeah. um and 
But then you get older and you start to think about things you've done in your life and you start to be proud of things that you've done in your life that maybe at the time didn't seem, you know, terribly great. But not yeah. not that I didn't think it was terribly great. But um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, the memory uh, over the years has has, I think, gotten better of mineral for me personally. Aged like cheese, yeah. exactly. And there's like something. There's something about uh, midlife, which I guess <coughs> is a phrase we could use to describe where we are. Uh, Depends how healthy you, start, you are, I guess. You start looking. <laughs> yeah, you start looking back. Uh, you know, once you can start looking back twenty years, you do. Sure. You know, and yeah, you're like, yeah. man, twenty years. What have I done? Where's the time gone? What have I done? Uh, and there's a sense of like sort of reintegrating or just making peace with your, uh, I mean, everything that's happened is part of your journey. And mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of silly, ultimately, <laughs> to like intentionally try and distance yourself from mm-hmm. work you did 20 years ago, you know, like. Especially just, if people still care about it. Yeah, you know, just go like, back and, you know. Embrace it. Embrace it. I've I've been really surprised and happy at how relevant the songs feel like emotionally and musically to me now uh even though they're written by a uh another fella <laughs> half a right. lifetime ago another version know? of me yeah yeah, yeah. A, s- a smaller softer version <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> less experienced version Just... yeah i i always think it's funny like i was reading some posts about the american football reunion mm-hmm. and like some message board and everyone's a couple of dudes are like yeah, this band's like totally cashing in. Like, well, and I was like, you think this band's like playing like it's been playing like four shows, and they wait like fifteen years? You think this is like how much money do you think yeah. bands make for like playing like three hundred cap rooms? Sure, yeah. But it's so funny, like that disconnect too. Cashing in. People yeah. have a wild misconception about how big bands were and yeah. how mm-hmm. big you were at the time and stuff like that. Yeah. So I just heard something recently with um. You know how Robert Plant and Jimmy Page are in this mm-hmm. public feud about, you know, Led Zeppelin playing shows again. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Page is dying to play shows, and Robert, Robert Plant, Plant doesn't want to have is not interested. It. He's like, I'm not a jukebox. Right. And I love it. I'm totally with Plant. I'm a giant Led yeah. Zeppelin yeah. fan, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? Without Bonham, yeah, without would, Plant, would be and his heart in it, I, think, I don't even want it. You know, yeah. I want to hang on to my records right. and feel that. Jimmy can start but, a new band, right? And there's he's no, young there's guy. no way I mean, Robert Plant could sing those songs anymore, no. too. Yeah, you know, that's true. And, and the one thing he said was like, you know, people have a misconception about this. He's like, he's like, you know, the Eagles until Hell Freezes Over and then the Hell Freezes Over tour and that whole thing where they came back and mm-hmm. he's like, the Eagles don't need fucking money. He's like, right. they're bored. Right. He's like, they're bored and they want that sense of what they had and they he's like you know and robert plant's like you know what i got a good life Mm -hmm. it's like i'm living a good life i'm creating i'm enjoying i'm not bored Mm -hmm. he's like i guess jimmy's bored you know and then it turned into this whole Uh, thing but like who are you calling bored you know i i could see that like i could see where you know you just step away from something so long and and want that feeling again because there's Mm -hmm. there's no feeling you can have like playing a show and connecting with people right I mean, even if you lose touch with it, there's like no way to replicate that feeling in sure. in a normal life. Yeah, you know, he, he, something could be just as good in another way, but that feeling itself. And I think, do you guys agree that that is the motivation a lot of times to come back, or do you think it's coming from somewhere else? We're just cashing in, man. Just yeah. like <laughs> straight though. You guys love it. Yeah, you guys did come here in a stretch Hummer, which I thought yeah. was kind yeah. of weird. Yeah, you failed to we mention have this. Our own. We yeah. just Chris this yeah. Austin to Nashville <laughs> to New York trip was done in a chopper. In a the mineral plane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like um, you know we have. There is nothing like it, right? There is nothing like that feeling of connecting with people and playing music. But you know, as we've said, Gomez and I have continued to play music over the years, so we've we've maintained that connection with music sure. and with people. But I think it's worth accepting for us at this point that like there was something special about Mineral that like. People connected with it in a certain way. Uh, there's a, whatever certain chemistry between the four of us when we play, and and rediscovering that I think has been for me the primary motivation in doing it. Like just to sort of celebrate, like and say, hey, yeah, that, uh, there's we got a little something going on there with mineral. You know, like mm-hmm. we we have uh, a vibe or a, there's something going on that is uh, that feels good. That's sort of special. Like has a has a unique energy that like 
can't they replicate it by sure and when you know and it's like you, you can play music which which i have done continually over the years to varying degrees of success and you know and you can play in an empty room and it's fun to play but it's not like playing to a crowd of people that are very passionate about the music that you're playing mm-hmm. you know it's one thing to just play a song which is great that's why i'm a musician just i love to play but doing this mineral stuff you know again going back to what i was saying earlier i think one of the one of the biggest things for me is just going to be connecting with those people that are so passionate about these songs, you know, and playing these songs and feeding off of that passion and energy, I think is going to be fantastic. Cool. You know, and that's really what, you know, that's, that's what, you know, giving that to the, <laughs> give you minerals. That's not what I mean. Just, <laughs> I'll but provide giving, you minerals. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Behold our glory. Um, <laughs> um just doing that and allowing these people that have wanted to see Mineral play for so long again, you know, it's just like, I think it's going to be awesome. You know? and, and that's I, the whole reason for, for me for doing this. Yeah. Reconnecting with these three guys again in a musical capacity and playing the music for the people that have wanted to hear this music, these songs for so long. And I can't wait to feed off that energy. Are your kids into Mineral? Are they old enough? My kids are. Man, my, uh, <laughs> along the lines of the, uh, random people being into Mineral, uh, I have twins who turned three at the end of May, a boy and girl, and they uh, they started going to daycare last year, the year before, and we were at this school, and they they were briefly in one room, and then they moved up to the next room, and I had met the teacher there, it was like a guy and a lady, the teachers, and several times, and he seemed mm-hmm. really cool, but then uh, one day when I was picking him up, he's like, so, uh, yeah, someone was just telling me that you're Chris Simpson from Mineral, is that right? And I'm like... Yeah, that's me. He's like, oh man, I was just the hugest mineral fan. I can't believe I'm like your kid's teacher now. You know? <laughs> my, my daughter, my oldest, she's eight. And you're uh, like, was motherfucker? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, my daughter is eight, and last year when she was uh, her teacher, like, you know, she she's big enough now where she's like, she wears a lot of my old band T-shirts to bed and stuff. And she showed up to school with a Gloria record shirt on. Cool. And her teacher was like, I know that band. This is a very credible eight-year-old. Even had an original old school. She came home and she's like, Miss Amanda knows knows the Gloria record. Great. That's amazing. I mean, is it use it to get better grades? She has a different teacher now that I guarantee you does not give a shit about. My kids don't go to that school anymore now, but we still have Mr. Michael come over and babysit. Uh, there you go. So, there you go. So it's paying dividends. Is that a thing now? Teachers go by Mister and then their first name. I mean, I, I worked at daycares like yeah. uh, when I was younger, or like early twenties, uh, late teens, and I think it was going on then too. It seems it seems, feels weird and cultish. I think you know? yeah, like, I think with just younger kids, it. it is. Okay. I mean, I, I can't imagine high school kids are are calling their teacher Miss Amanda. You know what? They, my brother's a teacher. Our last name's Horowitz, uh-huh. which is. Not the easiest, and he worked in a very ninety uh, percent Spanish speaking school for right. a while. And they call him they called him uh, Mr. H or, or Coach Luke, uh-huh. Coach Luke or Mr. H. Yeah. So uh-huh. I think it went like that. Yeah. It's almost like you ever notice that chiropractors never have last names. You guys ever seen one? <laughs> I They're always I've like, "Hey, I'm Doctor Dave," or "I'm like Doctor Nick," or "Doctor Dennis." <laughs> and I'm like, you know. I already well, have my suspicions about you guys because you're not really coming doctors across anyway. as a little less credible. Actual then, <laughs> doctors also, have, I was like, I saw, saw a chiropractor, they're like, <sighs> like, doctors are not into chiropractors, I think. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's not quackery. Yeah. I kind of think it's bullshit too, in a way. For, I don't know. I do. Wow, I didn't think you were going to get this political, Benny. I think Man, so. This is, <laughs> is that heavy. political? This is heavy. What are Rick Perry's thoughts on chiropractors? <laughs> uh, yeah. know? Uh, whatever they are, mine are probably the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but I've noticed... That guy is in shape, to his credit. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a pretty fit older man. Yeah. Yeah. It's the glasses. You're just... <laughs> Teachers... Oh, you're being... So they've gotten you already with the glasses. <laughs> it's true. He's got you. You're going to vote for him. You can't resist. Oh, he's... Uh, I have to. If you he makes to. it, I have to, just yeah. for sheer irony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys... How it should vote. Yeah. Teachers are way younger now, right? Is that a thing? I feel like that's true. I feel like yeah. it's true. I met this girl who's like 30 as a teacher. I was like, man, like I had no teachers that look like you. She's like, everyone in my school is my age. It's because they all get fired before they get tenure now. Oh. That, that's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that they were always that age. Yeah, you just maybe. It's just kid, that age 30 seemed was a like, lot older to us true. when we were yeah. Yeah. in school. 
That's a good point. You're like, it's old lady, man. My teacher. I had a She's teacher. like 30, dude. Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> seemed old, right? Yeah. I had a teacher who had sex with Mike Ness. Oh, wow. Really? It's a real thing. She had a little social distortion skeleton here. She Is that my... what you get when you have sex with Mike? You just... I think you might get a stamp on his way out the door. I think you may get... You get a branding. You may get something else. That's the least of your yeah. It's like an ear tag so he can actually just monitor your yeah. actions for, for a while until he comes back. Basically gets bored. Calls yeah. you back up. You didn't know Mike Ness is actually an amateur uh, anthropologist. <laughs> Conducting, right. conducting various studies. Conducting many studies. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, he tags every woman he sleeps with. And nice. then, uh, yeah, sees where they migrate, <laughs> sleeping patterns, <laughs> things like that. But she did have sex with Mike Ness. And I saw her at a Primus show my freshman year of high school when okay. she was my teacher. Just like pork wow. soda era Primus? Or like Caesar Cheese? Well, after Caesar Cheese, probably around Tales pork, from the Punch Bowl. Probably around Pork Soda. Okay. Around that time, I'd say. <laughs> and they played, so they played at Rutgers, and I saw her there, and I was like, Miss Simcoe, what's going on? She's like, hi, Ben. You know, because I guess this has happened before. <laughs> and then I found out later in life that she's thanked, I don't know if you guys know the band called Vision. They were a very famous, like, New Jersey hardcore band. She's thanked on the back of the Vision record. Really? Wow. The she one on Roadrunner? Cool. No, prior. The, the, the old sti- school. The still EP? No, the uh, the first record. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that being said, she was very hard on me in class. What? No special, no nope. special favors. No special being special rock and kid. You have to separate your life. To her credit, I hated it then. And... I was like, come on. You know, <laughs> we're people here. We're pe- yeah. We know the same people. Yeah. But now, you know. Do you think now she's like the drummer for the Gasoline Anthem was one of my students? Isn't that crazy? Dude, I I don't think anybody knows from like school or something. Really? I was fairly anonymous, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I didn't even get invited to my high school reunions. I didn't even know about them. And they happened. So <laughs> I don't fucking know. Probably not, actually. <laughs> but I did have a crush I don't know on what her. anybody I went to school with ended up doing. Maybe, you know, no. Yeah, why would they, they, know, they know what I'm doing? <laughs> See, now, are you guys, like, I was pissed when I missed my 10-year reunion because I was like, yeah. you know, I'm not, now I, I feel like I'm my fake version of Mike Ness. But I do, like, I was kind of really curious. You spend every day with these people for years and years and years. And then complete separation, mm-hmm. and then this 10 years later, like, a sample. And I was super curious, just on, like, a sociological level of, like... I can't think of anything more awkward. What did dude. that dude turn into? What did this do? <laughs> like, that yeah. stuff doesn't sound appealing or interesting? I, I, no. no? <laughs> to be honest with you, and it's not that I don't care. I just can't imagine being thrown into a room with a group of people yeah. that our only connection is that we knew each other in high school. At <laughs> or happened to go to me, the same was school. 20, not even knew each other. You 20, know? Yeah. Year, 20 plus years ago. You know, like it's just, and I you guys were from smaller towns, not Austin. Not from Austin. I went to high. We both went to high school in Houston. Oh, in Houston. Yeah, yeah. I, I finished high school in Houston. Houston. I mostly grew up in Colorado. So, so. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was, we followed yeah. the same trajectories, just different. You know, we weren't in the same place in Colorado. We weren't in the same school in Houston. It wasn't until close to the end of high school that we met. Oh, okay. I, I feel like Facebook kind of blew it for me because you mm. kind of see what people look like. That's kind of the fun part. Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. Now you can see. Yeah. Still you can stop. Yeah, What's this person up to? Yeah, I did. I do have various Facebook friends from my high school days, but I don't really. You know, just because they reached out and I hit a button and said fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. It's a very low commitment. Yeah, <laughs> not, not a lot of real connection. <laughs> maybe I wanted to go because I'm actually 30 pounds skinnier than I was my senior year of high school. Really? Oh, nice. So maybe I was looking yeah, so to, you can just go strut around. to go be yeah. like, oh, strut a little. Yeah, y'all don't remember me? It's <laughs> <laughs> Danny. What's up? You know? And then they'll be like, oh, you look great. I'll be like, you yeah. can hide behind a cardboard cutout of your old self. Yeah. Just pop like, out from behind oh, it. That guy? <laughs> They'd be like, I don't remember that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is very presumptuous. Is <laughs> this like a fantasy you've been thinking about for like years? You know what? Years? I was pissed I didn't get invited to that yeah. thing. I uh, wanted to go. I really did. Well, when's your 20 or 15 Super, coming up? 15 right? already passed, too. Oh, yeah. Just passed. So now I got to wait for 20. I went to 10 and I was like, never again. I don't even know. Really? Yeah. Did you like go back to Cleveland for I was, the 10 It was year? like around Thanksgiving and I was there anyway. Oh, okay. So I was like, I'll just go. And we're just I, standing around the punch bowl, like yeah, awkwardly yeah, it was like, talking to people. Yeah, like there was like all, like, yeah, it was like they had like 
mozzarella sticks. It was like really. Like, I just remember it being like. It sounds pretty pro. <laughs> like, it was like just like real conversation starter. If there ever was. One. I remember just eating a bunch of mozzarella sticks and like having like a couple weird conversations. And then you always go back. You're like, oh, all these girls are gonna be like, I was in love with you in high school. We should like. We should get together now. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> nope. it, like you're just as awkward. Like yeah. girls are just as not interested in you. Yeah. So and no. now, to be honest, you're looking at them and thinking, "I was interested." In exactly. Her. Yeah. Exactly. Like, she didn't age well. Yeah. yeah. But then you not go back like and look at the picture, and you're like, yeah. "No, she wasn't really even I that think pretty then." It's. It, I think it's just you're just into whatever <laughs> is around at that yeah. age. Like mm. you're just you're very. Your yeah. hormones are so crazy. Because yeah, I look at girls. <laughs> no standards. Whatsoever, yeah. you're just like, what is available? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, what, when you don't see them for so long, it's like built up, like in your head. Yeah. Like you remember that this yeah. is a big deal. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's like when you'd have the one class with like all dudes and a few girls that were average looking. Let's say one of them by like a couple months in, you start looking at it in a real curious way, just because <laughs> there's too much time, and you're like. Yeah. Is she hot? She is hot, isn't she? And then it she starts. Maybe convince like, yourself. Like, yeah. Mineral is like the girl you haven't seen in a that while. Who's like, yeah, that sounds creepy. That sounds like I'm staring at a girl for two months straight. Yeah. Mineral is like the girl you haven't seen in a while who's like still hot. That you thought was hot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, you thought was hot. And well, you're like, you're like the, yeah, yeah, the jury's still out. Let's wait. She until had like two kids, yeah. but she's still like, yeah. You're slim. like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. How does she do it? How is she doing it? Yeah. What's the secret? We're not going to I sweat. Has back on his chair. It's been going on for like two hours. Sorry, Jonah. I don't know it's if Steven sweats as much as I do. Does I he? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Maybe I'll do. Maybe he just doesn't talk about it. <laughs> but let's get serious. Yeah. If mineral <laughs> was a cheese aging, I mean, what kind would it be? A mozzarella stick. <laughs> a <laughs> sweaty a mozzarella stick at my high school reunion. Yeah. Fermented mozzarella by stick. Bowl. By the way, yeah, you also had to pay like $30 and get like one beer and like a mozzarella stick. Is that uh, real? Yeah. This is like... What did they like do? It? Like a hula hands or something? It was bucks, but we give you... We do have a drink ticket yeah. for you. <laughs> so this is good for Bud Light. Oh my or, God. <laughs> that is better than what... It was at this bar called The Lion and the Lamb. Ooh. Which is like, what kind of a name is that for yeah, a bar? That sounds, yeah, that's a little... I think that's from, uh... The Bible, perhaps. Is I it? think it's from... <laughs> I, I, think it I is. don't know... Oh, yeah, that would make the most sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but I think I recently heard it in the... <laughs> yeah. In the, uh... The, the Robin Hood remake starring Russell Crowe. Okay. There's a whole bit that. about the lions and the lambs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? So I don't know if that's from the original Robin Hood story. Maybe that's where they stole it from. Which is known as the Bible. Right. <laughs> Which right. is Jesus the original, the original Prince of Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. In green tights. Maybe that's maybe sure, Morgan Freeman Sherwood Forest. Being Robin Hood's best friend in that was the precursor to Morgan Freeman playing God in everything else. Yeah. So Costner was Jesus, Freeman was God, and then Freeman went on to be God in quite a few movies, I think, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And now he's yeah. just God. And president, president and God. Morgan Freeman's good like uh, that. Like the science guru. Yeah, Yeah. and science guy. Yeah, that's true. He took over for Jeff Goldblum. Generally smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. The smartest guy in the movie. Pretty bad. All smartest. I think that's in his contract. Yeah. No one in this film can be smarter than that. I feel like none of us will ever be typecast as that. No. No. Smartest guy. At least smartest guy. Yeah, I certainly. You can either be president or like a genius. Like, nope. You're like cleaning something up or something. I'm trying. I'm trying to just get back to like Rick Perry status here. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how far down I've keep climbed. Keep working out, man. Just put the glasses on. You know, that's yeah. All it takes. I'm climbing. I'm climbing. Um, awesome. So after you've all these shows, and then kind of go back home, regroup, and then who knows what happens? Or yeah, we have a, this first run. It's through like the nineteenth, and then we're go back home for a month, and then go out west coast, and then over to Fest in Florida, and work our way back to home for early November. It's like fun, fun, fun Fest in Austin, and that's kind of the end of the U.S. stuff. And then we have a nice long break until February. We're doing Europe and Japan in February. Nice. My awesome. band is also playing Fest. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, we'll talk it after. Okay. But yeah, that'll be awesome. Oh, cool. right now. 
Did you guys ever get to play Europe and Japan and stuff when you were uh, originally no, around? No, we never. I did a solo tour over there in like 2006 or seven or something, but you yeah, never went with Mineral or the Glory Record. Awesome. We went to Singapore with the Glory Record. That was the furthest we ever got, but we did go to in Singapore Mineral, we couldn't figure out a way to get the van across the ocean. So <laughs> how, how was the Glory Record driving. Singapore show? It was cool. Yeah. It, was a, it was this festival that okay. brought us yeah. over there to do it. It was just a one-off thing, but it was fun. Yeah, it's like... A, this free festival like right on the river in singapore it's like really well funded like sponsored big arts budget there big arts budget um and the kids who sort of put it together every year were like i guess for lack of a better word kind of big emo fans so like the they would always bring one band from the states one band from europe but most of the bands were more local like malaysia and china and japan um but uh yeah, they brought Glory Record over one year. I think they took Branston over there one year. Like, Branston, so they were I'm definitely, from Cleveland, yeah, I remember. They were definitely yeah. into like that scene, I think. That is the so kids funny. put this thing together. If you guys go back to Singapore, let me know. I have a guitar amp that's stranded there. Oh, yeah. We'll pick it <laughs> right really? You, you still haven't gotten that thing No, yet? I've been trying to get it for years. You asked uh, me about freighting like six months ago. I was in a friend's storage space and he moved to Singapore, didn't know my amp was in his storage. It was like an orange 212 combo, got it, it all shipped oh, out there. No. And it's... And he's about to have a kid, and it's like takes up. It's in a road case. It takes up all this room. <laughs> so we're trying to figure. I'm trying to sell it to different voltage. But short story. And if you guys go there, and you freight stuff, we'll grab it. Yeah, yeah, I'd appreciate it. it you guys, are you guys? Are you guys still playing the same shit? Like, like, is there stuff you enjoyed playing all these years that you're still playing? What do you mean? Gear, instrument wise. Yeah, yeah. I still have the same bass that I had back then. Awesome. I, 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 spent, I spent years not playing it. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't in very good shape, and I've acquired more since. Um, but when we started doing this mineral thing again, uh, I went back to it because it has a very specific pickup configuration that I thought you know sounds good in this context. You know, what kind of bass is it? It's a jazz bass, it's Fender jazz. Cool. I got I got brand new in '94, you know, straight out of the box, and played it all through the mineral stuff, all through the Gloria record stuff. Uh, played a few different bases since, and then went back to this one and just got it fixed up again, and it's in good shape. And cool, excited to play it again. I had worked my way completely out of even owning an electric guitar or amp. Uh, wow. wow! Prior to this, but uh, <laughs> I'm back now. I have uh, gotten myself some uh, Tally Thin Lines, which is what I was playing in the mineral days, and uh, the Baseman 135 tube Fender Head, what I had back in the day. Um, so yeah, yeah. Chris and Scott have had to uh, both reacquire gear <laughs> right. similar yeah. to yeah. to that you know scott got the exact same guitars he used to play then chris got the same guitars he used to play then it's a little easier with the bass you know but uh yeah it's been pretty funny watching cool. these guys yeah. rebuild their arsenal of it's fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's fun to have now so like, when you you strip back to what just like acoustics and yeah i just like, like the thing i do now zookeeper I, I usually ride on either acoustic or piano and uh mostly i just record stuff uh occasionally play shows but yeah uh one thing i really love about mineral is that i'm really excited about the electric guitar again all of a sudden like relearning these mineral songs and actually getting electric guitars and playing them has been really exciting that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah. you're like bob dylan <laughs> ready to go electric again guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, that was Mineral, and then they played here, and it was really fun. And uh, what'd they play? They played. Uh, I saw them at Bowery. I think maybe they played Vitus too. I feel like every band plays Vitus too. It's a good sounding, fun room. <laughs> it is. I was there last night, um, and I'm going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a new job? Do I have a new job? Yeah, you're working at Vitus. <laughs> nope, just hanging out, drinking. Being being a scumbag, please, please, please. Uh, speaking of scumbags, um, actually, I got nothing for that. One. No, but hey, if you guys want to send us a message, hit us up at facebook.com slash going off track. If you want to donate, like a lot of people have been doing lately, which is really awesome, go to our website. There's a little donate button. It it keeps the train a rolling, as it were. Um, Jonah, who does not miss an episode and rocks and rolls the whole thing. Um, we need to take him out to lunch. That's kind of what I want to do. Let's do it. Let's wait to let's wait and do it in person as opposed to like having a weird virtual Skype lunch. Oh yeah, that would be odd, wouldn't it? Yeah, fair enough. Um, right on, mineral, good stuff. 
Yes. And all right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks to those dudes for coming by. And we will see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.